Through these myths, we maintain the mystery, keeping a desirable distance from the Mohalla ourselves, while we keep the focus on those bad people in the business, and most importantly protect those whom the prostitutes serve. Amjad Shah picked up a pipe from a table next to him and lighted it. He sank back in his chair and asked, What myths? Let me use rape as an example, I said. This is just an example. I'm not saying that prostitution is rape. Do we agree that society totally condemns rape? Amjad nodded. Yes, of course. At the same time, however, we often instinctively defend the rapist by evoking certain myths. It is always the woman's fault. She must have dressed wrong. She must have given the wrong signals. We create myths about the rapists, too. Only crazy people commit rape. They can't be normal. We call it a crime of passion caused by sexual suppression and frustration. Really, it's now well established that rape has little to do with sex, but is a crime of power. After the act, another set of myths comes into play. Nobody can marry the victim. She becomes doggy, stained. Even the term used for rape means losing respect, and it is the woman who suffers, and not the rapist. His respect remains fully intact. All these myths allow society to keep the woman in the limelight and the abuser in the background, letting him get away with it. We often excuse the rapist in this country. It is part of our heritage to think, so what? After all, he's young. We excuse the man while the woman is shamed. She is stigmatized. Even when big political leaders show sympathy and intend to deal with the crime— the woman's head is covered, and she is the one on the television news before the whole country, not the rapist. Okay, Amjad said. You're arguing that by focusing on the victim, we are lenient on the abuser. But now make your connection with prostitution. How is the prostitute a victim in the same way as a woman who has been raped? Society uses a similar process. Myths are created— about Shahi Mohalla and red light districts in general, and demystification is totally resisted. The focus is on those bad people, the prostitutes and their managers. Stories constantly reinforce the idea that they are bad. Another myth is that women who are alone or without a man are easy prey for these evil influences and will end up in red light districts. Once there, they can never escape. The larger society will never accept a prostitute in any other role. You've heard all this, I said. It's part of the cultural wisdom we inherit, reinforced in movies, literature, and in many other ways, over and over. Taking a long, deep breath, Amjad answered. What if I say that this distance is important? I don't want my daughter to learn too much about that area. This fear at least keeps her away. But what about your son? I asked. Doesn't he need to be scared even more? That's my point. We totally ignore that the people working in prostitution are only part of the phenomenon. The clientele, who are really more important, are not considered. Society protects them. We have to shift the focus onto them now. They are all around us, and we don't know them. At the Mohalla, the police protect the customers and harass the prostitutes. I don't mean just the customers who visit between 11 to 1 at night. I mean the real customers, those who keep prostitution alive. I'll tell you scores of myths about the prostitutes if you tell me just three good ones about the customers. Amjad Shah smiled, 
and I started in again. I have well known the saying that a woman has four potential roles, mother, wife, sister, or prostitute. A prostitute who dreams of taking any of the other roles gets nothing but pain. In our culture, being a prostitute has become a completely separate category of existence. There has to be some truth in it, he replied hesitantly. I don't say they can't be absorbed in the society, but... Do they grow on trees? I interrupted. Aren't they also mothers, daughters, sisters? Oh yes, I suppose they are among themselves, he said, but... We try to portray them as strange beings, but you know better than me how many bright young women from Lahore's educated circles are prostitutes in their spare time. This call-girl phenomenon is spreading, and no one knows how widespread it has become. There are no...